0: The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Hey family, welcome to another episode of the Minding My Black Business podcast. Today's guest is pretty interesting in that this is someone that I admired from afar and had always hoped that this would be an opportunity to kind of pick their brain. So let me tell you a little bit about him. So he is an award-winning entrepreneur, a motivational business speaker, a media guru. His name is Mr. Cornell McBride Jr. He is the president of McBride Research Laboratories. At McBride Research Laboratories, he's led the innovation of many products within the company's primary lines. Some of you might have heard of them, like Design Essentials. He has been renowned for being a global leader in manufacturing hair care products for not only both salon professionals, but for multicultural consumers for over 30 years. In my own work with my hairstylist, Design Essentials has been something that he's been using for years. So to be able to talk to the founder of those products, it's quite exciting. So we talk a little bit about his journey, ways in which he's been able to maintain, remain steady, and come out on top. And so I hope you all enjoy this as much as I did. Take a look. Welcome, Welcome to Mindy My Black Business. Black business. right family welcome to another episode of the minding my black business podcast and i am quite excited for today's guest um it is a pleasure to sit with him and meet with the founder behind this product and pick his brain for a little while um so i'm going to introduce um mr cornell mcbride jr um to the show so cornell welcome to the show
1: well thank you i greatly appreciate it you know the whole podcast scene is fairly new to me i've done a handful as a handful meaning a few fingers okay okay (laughs) that's what a handful means
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that's cool i'm honored to be among that number that's pretty cool can you introduce yourself to the family and let them know where they can find you
1: Yes. Okay. I'm Cornell McBride, Jr. I am the president of McBride Research Laboratories. Um, You can find me, of course, on social media, um, on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram and, of course, Facebook. I'm going to tell you now, I'm not the most social media savvy person person out there. Uh, So if you drop or DM me, it may take a minute for me to get to you because I'm just and not act active every day on social media.
0: That's fair. That's fair that's fair um i you know i kind of go in and out of that spirit too some days i have yes it. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> where, I, where i can interact and other days i i'm not gonna be able to do it
1: you know i'm not a one to have long conversations on the phone anyway and it's probably has to do with the long work day of talking mm-hmm. right and so you when you're in, working all day and meetings all day by the time you get to the end of the day hmm Extended conversations is the last thing I want or you know, now back and forth from so some social media chat or engaging in someone else's life is you no, know, I'm more in a chill mode at that point.
0: Right. Yeah, I I like to define it as I run out of words. Uh yes. yep. <laughs> my word quota for the day. Um, so how did I'm curious, how did entrepreneurship find you? How did that happen for you? Oh wow. How long was this podcast? <laughs>
1: I mean, I have to, like, tell the this, this stories. Uh, so really, is I would say, it's entrepreneurship, but it's also generational. I am the second generation in my family. Uh, my father started a business uh, back in 1973. Um, the name of the company was Eminem Products Company, and the first product they made was Soft Fro. Mm-hmm. And normally by this day, we're in 2020. I mentioned stay soft fro. Someone's gonna say, "What is stay soft fro?" I don't know what stay soft fro is. And at that point, I'm telling my age, right? <laughs> but uh, stay soft fro, ironically, stay soft fro was um, a product, one of the first products that was made to soften the hair. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, there was an Afro sheen, but Afro sheen did it made the hair shiny. Stay soft fro made the hair soft, right? <laughs> so that's a distinct difference. And that was around the time of the Black Power movement, when men and women were actually embracing their natural hair. So once it, so there are a lot of ways in which we can go with this. One, we think that the natural hair movement is new. No, the day's natural hair movement is a reincarnation of what took place in the early 70s with the Afro, because they were coming out of um, using lye and wearing the conch style and, and straightening their hair. That was part of the late 50s and 60s. Right. When they were coming out of that and, and getting into self-identity, which is around the Afro. Mm-hmm. So my father made this product called um, Stace Afro. And um, he started in his basement with, with a friend of his. Uh, he was in pharma- uh, pharmaceutical school, uh, pharmacy school. And he was started with a friend of his. And they had this product, basic foundation of it with some glycerin and some other things. Mm-hmm. If you ask yourself, well, what, is it what is the foundation of all natural products today? Glycerin. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a foundation. So you you fast forward all these years later, foundationally, they, it's the same types of formulas that's being used. So he started that. Um, I was eight years old at the time. And when he started the company, you know, the first uh, production facility was actually in the basement of our home. And at a young age, myself and my older sister at the time, um, my oldest sister, her name is Sheila. Uh, she, she passed away several years ago. She knows, she's no longer with us. But, you know, it's her, myself, and my mother. And every day we would have to go down in the basement after my father made this, the, the solution of Stay Soft Road. Mm-hmm. And then we have to fill these bottles, put caps mm-hmm. on them, mm-hmm. and um, put them in a box and prepare them for him and his business partner to go out and sell it. So we were the original or the first of his production team. Absolutely, right. So that is my start at eight. And that's what I said, how much time do you have? (laughs) So, So I gave it an origin. It started there at eight years old. And from that point forward, I've always been engaged in the business throughout the years. And if we fast forward past Eminem when he sold it in 1988, uh, he started McBride Research Laboratories in 1990. So he sold uh, M&M Products Company in 1988. Um, I graduated from school in 87. So I really wasn't at m M&M that long. It was more of a transition. And I, w- I was really on the other businesses that he had at the time, which was the beauty supply store and a package store. So that's what I came in and started operating when I graduated from college in 1987. And then we started McBride Research Laboratories in 1990. Mm -hmm. So I had to give it a cliff notes. Oh, no, I appreciate Up to uh, 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 1988.
0: Gotcha. You know, you mentioned something Mm -hmm. interesting um, that my previous guest, his name is Bretton, he owns like a a local bookstore and good shop here, and he talked about how Um, In his entrepreneurship journey, his kids and his family were the ones like answering the phone and packaging packages. And so it's like you have the entrepreneur, but truly it's the family uh, that winds up being the the entrepreneur um, in all of it. So you can't separate the family from from the business owner no it's it gets um, put into your dna at an early age mm-hmm. you know and it's something i've always
1: kind of done and i've grown i've grown up doing you know all my life Damn. so i when i operated in that business every aspect of i mean i'm proud of something There isn't a thing in that business that i did not do mm-hmm. from eight to the time i graduated from college
0: mm-hmm. so
1: by the time i graduated from college i uh, um, had a lot of Different tr- trainings or understanding of a different aspects of business. Even when I was in school and we were learning certain basic business principles,
0: mm-hmm. they
1: were sec- second nature to me. There were things I already knew based on what I was learning in school.
0: Right, right. That was just kind of the formalized paper to the, <laughs> yeah, the <formalized> paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the education you already had. Um, so, I, given your background, your history, and you know, being so adept at entrepreneurship. And given the time that we're in now and, you know, COVID-19 and the way right. that businesses are being impacted, mm-hmm. um, particularly small businesses and small black businesses, there's a need for a lot of us to do a lot of uh, pivoting or being quite flexible um, yes. or where some might even call crisis planning. Correct. So mm-hmm. if, what, could you explain to her, I guess, what crisis planning is for, our, for businesses? What does that even look like?
1: Well, I have a different take on it. To be honest with you, right? And um, the best way I describe it, I heard a quote where a person said that there's no such thing as bad weather, it's bad clothing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at business today um, and COVID nineteen um, and the impact on business, even though it's, it's it, the pendulum is a greater impact, mm-hmm. you always playing for some impact because right. it's not the last COVID, right. Right? right? And it's how you position your business to withstand a change or change in sales? That's the real question, mm-hmm. not a, a, a crisis or a, a COVID. It's like, how do I structure my business for a change? So for example, if, I, if you do an analysis on your business, right, mm-hmm. and your break even is 20, um, that you operate your business or your, your profitability uh, at 20% below your sales, mm-hmm. that means your sales have to drop 20%. Mm-hmm. for you to go negative. You mm-hmm. follow me? So right. every, if you step into every single year with a certain level of projected profitability mm-hmm. and your, your ability to operate, um, you discount those sales, right? Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, when you get into that year, something happened, then whatever that, that, whatever that situation is has to be greater than your analysis, which means your sales will have to drop 25% to have an impact, right? right? But right. if you have, if every day, if every year you walk out and you plan according to a 20% drop in sales, Mm -hmm. it would take an anomaly. And then even when you plan for that 20% drop in sales, and you say, okay, even if it drop worse, the question is, well, how much cash flow or cash am I sitting on if this Mm -hmm. scenario happens, right? So that goes back to liquidity, meaning, Mm -hmm. oh, I have this much cash. Mm -hmm. Now, if all of your scenarios, um, worst case scenarios happen, Mm -hmm. Then we have a different problem. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, because in most likely in the worst case scenario, the problem is not gonna be isolated to you. Mm -hmm. The problem is gonna be in the marketplace itself. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's not gonna be isolated to you at that point. It's just gonna be survival of the fittest and it's and the survival of the strongest. Mm -hmm. That's all it's gonna be because there is always depending on your marketplace, there's always gonna be a need for a good or service, period. Right. Now it may be competitive, it may contract, but at the end of the day, there's still someone is gonna be left standing. Right. I just want to be one of the ones left standing.
0: That, really, yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> right. So I think that a lot of us are finding that as we take a good hard look at those those figures and numbers and make sense of those things that the process of that kind of takes an emotional toll on the entrepreneur um, as they crisis plan, as they pivot, as they become flexible. Right. Um, what might be some emotional hurdles do you think um, people are experiencing right now as it relates to their business? Well, I think you, we, I mean,
1: I've been in business 30 years and have always experienced emotional challenges or hurdles or, or, the, or the roller coaster right mm-hmm. but a lot of the emotional hurdles and roller coasters has always been around cash flow and profitability mm. right i mean if, if you have all if you make all the money you can make and have all of you don't have all that <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry um, maybe you do i do not know <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just telling you, in my experience, right, yeah, right. It's, it's normally the uncertainty of you don't know when the next paycheck is going to be made. Mm-hmm. You don't know if you're going to have the chance to do something. Mm-hmm. That's and that's regardless. That still goes back to you. No matter what the circumstances, mm-hmm. right? And in business, uh, when you have to worry about that, it messes your mind share because you become preoccupied, and the decisions that you would make are different. Different. When you when you're worried about the finances and stability of business because it's tied to your livelihood, it's it's tied to your employees' livelihood as well. And so not only is your family, but it's all the extended families from your business. And so that's a that's a heavy burden to carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and once again, it's still how you're mitigating that is you mitigate it based on how you plan for worst case scenario, mm. right? It's how you plan for bad weather. It's like oh. I see this weather, but I already have a plan for it. Mm-hmm. And if you have a solid plan for it, then it kind of mitigates, it mitigates that, right? Mm-hmm. But I think in a business in general, even in the best of times, you have certain levels of worries mm-hmm. and stress that you naturally take with you, right. um, because you still have concerns, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's just a matter of, of trying to minimize it mm-hmm. and how, what you do for yourself personally,
0: right. you know? And
1: that goes back to diet and fitness and health. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you doing when you step away? How do you turn your mind off? Mm-hmm. Right? Because one of the biggest challenges I had was turning my mind off. Mm-hmm. My mind is on the business 24 four seven.
0: I get that. I do. Yeah, you got, you got to sleep with it you wake
1: up with it on your mind,
0: right? For sure, for sure. Yeah, and I've certainly heard people speak to those things, um, particularly like the stress, worry, and fear, the financial piece, also the strain that it can have on your relationships, your familiar relationships, and then kind of what you were speaking about before, having boundaries with your business, that there are moments where you're constantly nurturing uh, the business in those ways. So for you, what have been your, your best go-tos? What would be some tips that you could give? Um, for entrepreneurs out there that have helped you kind of manage those things as stress has popped up as worry has popped up as fear has popped up all those things how have you managed that
1: well I think there's so on the personal side uh, so there's a couple of things on the personal side I try to manage proper fitness <clears throat> um, which is really working out and exercising. So I try to manage that as best I can, mm-hmm. where uh, my goal in the seven-day span is to work out 30 minutes, um, three days, a minimum three days a week. So I try to keep that as a foundation
0: yeah.
1: uh, just, to, just, to, just, to, just to stay healthy and, and stress-free. From a diet standpoint, um, I'm what you call uh, – I, I explore my diet all the time, and I read about it. Uh, so i say i'm like i say i'm vegan light i'm not okay. a vegan which means every once in a while i'm gonna have some you're uh, been, you're meat, right okay. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's vegan light. okay, okay. that's, that's what we're gonna coin that okay but uh from a diet standpoint i'm mindful about what i eat and then also i understand you know what has impacted my family from a red chip here the meaning Diabetes running in the family, high blood pressure running in the family. And so you have to understand what runs in a family means. I, can, I know as I get older, I'm much, it's a higher probability that I'm going to um, experience those things. Mm-hmm. And so what am I doing today? Mm-hmm. And so I try to stay mindful with that where, you know, I check my blood pressure all the time. I try to, I'm doing more to work closely with my doctor other than the annual um, mm-hmm. visit. Because ironically, I have an annual visit, blood pressure fund. Mm -hmm. I'm at home taking my blood pressure and it's all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, so I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not too sure. Right. So those are the the things that you have to do. So you have to kind of um, think ahead, right? Mm -hmm. So everything's about thinking ahead and being preemptive. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I shared about the stress on the business. The more preemptive you are, about um, the business and potential problems, mm-hmm. then the easy it is to manage it from a stress standpoint. Because by the time you get to that problem, you've already planned for it. Mm-hmm. Right, oh, it's not an issue. You're not thinking about it and planning for it when it happens. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong time. Right. No, you need to be like, oh, yeah, I kind of plan for that. Oh, this is what we're going to do. And you kind of keep it moving, mm-hmm. right? And so on the business side, you have to be preemptive. On the health side, you have to be preemptive, preemptive as well. Mm-hmm. And so those are the things that I try to do is to say it's preemptive as possible
0: on, on both of those fronts. Hmm, That's kind of like the annual exam versus the emergency room, right? So being preemptive yes, exactly. versus <laughs> an event. Oh, yeah, you have to do yeah. yeah. the annual, right? Yeah, you got to <laughs> stay on
1: top
0: of the annual. For sure, for sure. I, so I can imagine there are people out there listening right now feeling like, uh-oh, I wasn't. I haven't been preemptive <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in my thoughts and in my planning. What are some things in which they can do to kind of course correct? I start to become more preemptive versus intervention um, in their business. Right.
1: I mean, I mean, it's, it's in all businesses. It's it boils down to one thing is money, mm-hmm. right? Money is the, is the foundation in cash flow. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you know you're, when you have great confidence in your cash flow and your net income mm-hmm. it takes stress right away mm-hmm. but to do that it starts with how you sacrifice and and, and your the expenses meaning your personal expenses cannot be a burden on your business
0: mm-hmm.
1: the salary income you need cannot be a burden on your business which mm-hmm. means we start with the The lifestyle. So the business is designed to feed you. Mm -hmm. But in order for the business to feed you, you can't take too much from it, right? What you you have to do, you have to make sure that your personal demand is very, very limited, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two is you have to say, hey, I want to build, how do I plan, and you have to put on this spreadsheet, Mm -hmm. and build a certain amount of cash 12 months from now, Mm -hmm. right? And the cash you're building, you want to say, hey, well, for the business, In the case of emergency, if sales drop by X or whatever happens, right? Let's say like the COVID, Mm -hmm. we had to shut down. Mm -hmm. Well, how much of my operating expenses do I have Mm -hmm. sitting in the bank waiting for me? Or what can I access from a a tap, from a liquidity standpoint? Mm -hmm. That's number one, right? You live for that every day um, where you want to see that cash filled in the bank, Mm-hmm. Right. So that something happens. Worst case scenario, you operate your business day in and day out and you can walk in there every day and say, you know what? If I go to zero, I can pay my expenses on the next 12 months.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Once you have that mindset, when you walk into your business every single day, mm-hmm. your, your problems and your, your worries go, <laughs> they go away because you know, that it would have to be in the days for your business to go to zero right. for 12 straight months, right? Right. right? I mean, if your business is going to zero for 12 straight months, everybody else around your business is going to zero, mm-hmm. right? And every other, so you, there are different issues normally mm-hmm. that you have to worry about if it's that catastrophic. Okay. But at least you know you have 12 months to adjust. Mm-hmm. And normally what happens in the competitive landscape, guess what your competitor does? Mm. your competitor does not and mm-hmm. guess what you're going to gain in, the, in return market share you're going to get their yeah. customer Yeah, what's what going to happen sure. you're going to pick up their customer so yeah. when you get to the other side or whatever it is mm-hmm. you're going to have more customers because it's what we call it's a, like a natural purge right? Mm-hmm. If businesses and industries go through natural purge either the purge is a competitive purge or there's some type of shakeout that's um, within the uh, macro environment that creates a purge, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the real estate crisis created a purge. Right. COVID creates a purge. Certainly. If you continue to be in business, you're gonna, there are going to be more purges to take place as long as you're in business. But if you know there's a purge, mm-hmm. all you have to do is have yourself set up. Mm-hmm. And prepared for that purge, and it's mm-hmm. about money and cash, mm-hmm. and how much of you is very simple. Mm-hmm. How much of your operating expenses do you have sitting in the bank that is totally untouchable that you would never ever touch?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, mm-hmm. never under in them. any circumstances yeah. in case of emergency. When you do that, and you put twelve months aside, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. you're good.
0: You're good. Okay. You're good. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: okay. Gems. That is perfect. That's perfect. I think I think those um, those tips are going to be really helpful for folks. I know I was taking notes uh, to put it in the show notes for you all. that's really helpful because um, right. sometimes having a plan is the first step to feeling like you have the start of control over something that feels like it's gotten out of hand. So this is, right. this is mm-hmm. excellent. So I, I know I could be asking you questions all day and, and getting all sorts of wisdom from you, but I won't keep you. Uh, but mm-hmm. I do have one last question. And so yeah. that is, what does mind in my black business mean to you?
1: Wow, what is minding my black business? I think it's a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we get to, we discussed a little bit on the uh, health side, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We talked about that. Um, But also, uh, it's the generational side Mm -hmm. as well as a black business. And it's it's what you're moving forward, Mm -hmm. right? And I think when it comes to black businesses and entrepreneurship, we have to understand what it means to move it forward, right? So my father built a foundation. I'm standing on that foundation, mm-hmm. right? But the foundation he built helped me, it helped his, helped his family members in different ways outside of business. And, and the, a Black business can, can empower or give a family a certain amount of economic empowerment that allow that family to do other things for their families. Right. And so to me, when it comes to to think about that, um, a lot of our stresses always go back to one thing. And it's how do I take care of my household and my health? Right? Yeah. is If I could take care of my household, my, a lot of my stresses go away. Right. And yeah. it, 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 it really does. I mean, it's just just, you know, not necessarily having a, an extravagant lifestyle or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that you can just do certain things and enjoy life the way you want to enjoy life, right? And and when we look at the business and the foundation my father has built, it's incumbent incumbent upon me to do the same thing uh, for myself and the community of businesses that we work with, Mm -hmm. right? To extend the foundation, So I'm supposed to build on what he's created, create a larger foundation Mm -hmm. for uh, our business, for the family and all the entrepreneurs who engage McBride Research Laboratories, Mm -hmm. because we, our business is a business of businesses, right? Mm where the people who sell our products, which is design and cinches, are businesses. Mm-hmm. And these businesses make six-figure incomes. Mm-hmm. People don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's over 50 of them across the country. But those same businesses are allowed to take care of their families mm-hmm. right. in the same way. Mm-hmm. And either the family members can uh, embrace the business or they can use the business as a platform. Right. But at the end of the day, when we are minding our businesses, what we're doing is we're building what – we are calling uh, a level of wealth, Mm -hmm. right? And wealth is not always in in the form of monetary, but wealth is to me is in a form of peace of mind, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so that's really what we are building And, and by empowering and putting control and having control in your business and in your community, that level of empowerment and control gives you the wealth uh, that you need for your community and your family. And to me, good wealth, that type of wealth, leads to health. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, so for me, it's just about that level of empowerment um, that we have. And I think for any individual when you know you have a level of empowerment of control of your destiny mm-hmm. and is allowing you to fulfill your dreams, whatever they are, for you and your family and your family and your, family and your community, I think it's very powerful. Yeah. Right. Because not only are you doing it for your family, all of us have some sense of purpose that we live for. It's for our family. Mm-hmm. Right. My, your purpose for your family is for your kids. Right. But then beyond that is for your extended family. And then beyond that is for your community.
0: Right.
1: right. So all the things that you are doing or de- de- from a business standpoint is designing is designed to help support or fulfill that for your family, for your extended family and for your community.
0: hmm. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for those, Thank you. for that feedback and those gems. This has been great. I really, really enjoyed it. I appreciate it. And- um
1: thank you for having me um, on your um, um, podcast here absolutely you know, yes i really enjoyed it i pre- i look forward to the next time hopefully i get a second hand absolutely invite. if i get a second <laughs> invite then i'll be able to go to the
0: next hand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i did family We appreciate you listening. We need you to do us a favor. We need you to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Also, join us at following the movement on our website at mindingmyblackbusiness.com. There, you can find Minding My Black Business merchandise, and you can also find our digital academy. Now, our academy is the place where we are looking to expand our resources, particularly emotional wellness resources for black entrepreneurs. And we already have worksheets there, and we have more resources to come. You can follow us on our social media platforms. On Twitter, we are Minding My Black Business. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Janae Taylor. And on Facebook, it's at Dr. Janae Taylor. So peace and blessings to us all. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, don't forget to tell them, I'm minding my black business.